Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we have on a special guest, which some of you may have heard of already. Her name is Erin Claire Jones, and she is another human design expert. And this conversation is fun and groovy, and we were just feeling it. We literally, this is just come beyond like a fly on the wall in this combo Um, because we're just talking about all things human design, what we love, our perspective, um, our experiences with it, and kind of our experiences being a projector and a projector in business and what that's really like too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was so fun to hear Erin's perspective. Even just, she looked up Shana and I's chart and to kind of get like a fresh take on it because you guys are used to hearing our perspective and we, you know, we tune in every episode and talk about human design things. Um, so it's really fun to hear her insight and, you know, she's a six two and she's also a projector, but she shares a lot about her own unique perspective, the way human design came into her life and how she really loves using human design to help businesses and to help team dynamics. So We talk about all of these juicy different topics in this episode, and we're super excited to share it with you guys. Okay, so without further ado, let's welcome on our special guest of the day, Erin Claire Jones. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well today. Um, I'm so happy to be here, and yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. We are just so excited because all of our listeners are like true human design nerds. And all we do is talk about human design things and different modalities that kind of support us in that journey. So it's just going to be so fun for us to be able to talk to someone who is such an expert in all of these things human design. I've been doing it for so long. So we'd love to start out the conversation by asking you, how did human design enter into your life and when? What was that journey like for you? Yeah. I mean, it was so unexpected and so serendipitous. I live in New York and I was sitting at a gathering in 2015 and a stranger sat next to me and he was like, I want to look up your human design. And I was like, okay, what is human design? You know, but tell me everything about me. So I want to hear it. And he basically gave me like a little mini session on the spot. And I just felt like such a tremendous sense of relief after hearing all the information where I was just like, that is so the opposite of the way that I've been operating, but also feels like so innate to me. Like, I just wonder what would happen if I actually stepped into it. Um, And he ended the conversation by being like, and we should build a business together and we should do this together. Um, He'd been studying human design for 10 years, but he really just observed like a lot of compatibility in our design. And actually, just because you guys know human design so well, I have the gate 21 and he has gate 45, which is, you know, like the channel money and business. And he was like, we're meant to do it together. So anyways, (laughs) I was like, whoa, you know, Um, but then I actually, you know, I reconnected with him a few months later while we were in L.A., And he started to really show me how human design could be used not only on an individual level, but partnership, business, all the things. And I had come from a startup background and I was just like, 
this is next level. Like this could just really transform so many people's lives individually, but also relationally. And so, um, yeah, that was my introduction. It was actually like a very direct invitation into human design. And I built a business with him for two and a half years before I started my own practice in 2018. Wow. wow. That is crazy. It's crazy, crazy right? It's literally <laughs> just on the street. And of course, it was so in my friend's backyard. It was not like, <laughs> oh, okay. There was like more, it was not, you know, it, it didn't feel scary, but go ahead. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely feels like we're LA based and mm-hmm. I've never even been to New York, but that just sounds so New York. Like I'm <laughs> wandering in a cafe and then somebody just tells me about my design, at, you know, in it a backyard. Was, like that's amazing. It was um, wild. Obviously, us doing that to someone, it'd be so repelling. They'd be like, get away from <laughs> too me, much. witches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way too much. Um, but that's so cool. I love that, that that's been that initiation for you. And, I, and having that channel of money is so, so amazing. So since then, or I guess since having your business with him and then launching your own, um, I guess as a projector, what has that been like for you? Do you have like a team that you really delegate to? How do you manage your energy levels? Things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'll say for those first couple of years, like it wasn't, it was so, I don't know when you guys started sharing human design, but it was like really early, not for the people who've been studying for decades, but like, you know, it was really still early and it felt like we were just like trudging through the mud to try to get into the world. And our focus was actually specifically human design for business and no one had heard of it, you know? So I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much gold in this, in, in this system, but like, will anyone ever care? You know? And so those first couple of years were hard. And I also think that I was like still in the mastery of the system. So I didn't feel like really I was still learning it, you know? Um, but I think actually in 2017, I ended up giving up. I was like, no one cares about human design. I just can't force it. Like I can study and master the system as much as I'd like, but if the people aren't ready, then like, what am I going to do? You know? And then it was like, I think it was like maybe New Year's Eve, 2017. I was with my partner. I had left that partnership, my, sorry, my fiance or my romantic partner. And he was just like, Aaron, like, this is your life's work. Like you really just have to do it. I was like, fine. And he like built me a website and like January, first 2018 I like launched my own practice and all of a sudden like the world was ready and so it's been like such and I'm sure you guys have observed this and experienced this so much like I was just so lucky with the timing but I think it was so yeah it was just amazing it felt like people were ready to like hear it in a more accessible way in a different way um and then my fiance actually ended up becoming my business partner so human design is not all that he does he's an artist he's a creator all the things but he really has offered me such grounding in the business and been such a powerful kind of strategic force to help me build it in a more sustainable way. Um, and so, and he's a generator, he's a one, three, I'm a six, two, like we just are so different. Um, but I think it's been such a lesson for me as a projector to kind of like hone in on like where I offer the most value, which for me is like human design. Like I'm good at working Mm -hmm. with people. I'm good at mastering the system. I'm good at talking about it. But in terms of like all the business strategy and the operations, like not really my thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's been so useful to kind of have that partnership where he really owns so much of that. And there's a lot of more, a lot more areas where I could get more support. And honestly, like we've just been so busy. Like it's been like, we can't even hire. We're so busy. So I think that like, we just really need to hire and we will. Um, But I think that it's been really powerful to kind of have that force. You know, I just don't think I could do this on my own. I wouldn't desire to. Yeah. Totally. You know, we feel that so much too, yeah. just even in our partnership, you know, um, we feel so grateful. A, the timing, like you said, we launched in 2019 in March. And so the timing did feel just like divine and it dropped into our, yeah. I wanted to say dropped into our shit. So, so divinely, <laughs> which is not the divine way to say that, but it, it did. It was just divine timing. But 
having this partnership is the nuts and bolts of all of it. And having that person that you can rely on and, and together we make a manifesting generator. So when we're together, we are just go, go, go get it all done. And then I don't want to see you for two, three (laughs) weeks. Like I'm exhausted. (laughs) I need a nap for a week straight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally hear you on that. That's amazing that you have that partnership. Yeah. It's been really fun. It's just a fun thing to do to do together and create together. And I think also, I feel like you guys have a lot of offerings, but I also feel like one of my big lessons as projector, as a projector is that like, first I just was doing sessions, you know, and like, I love sessions. I still do sessions, but like, it just burns me out if it's the only thing that I do, you know? And so we really kind of started discovering earlier on, like, what are ways that we can reach more people and scale without me just like sitting with more and more people, which is like obviously going to hit a limit. And so it's been really beautiful to kind of build a company not based on sessions, you know, on other pieces and have sessions be a piece because I still like doing it, but not because it's like the core of our business. So I think it is useful for projectors to kind of explore ways that they can reach more people if they want to grow without actually just like doing more doing. Yeah. yeah we talk about that all day long with, um, with our clients and uh, as projectors of, you know, obviously as a projector, you're incredible one-on-one. You love it. It's, it's really fulfilling, but it's so limiting of your energy, your potential, the people that you can help. Like you can only help that one person or those five people in one day or three people in one day. And that's it. So if you really can scale, finding ways to spread your energy and and shine your light, be this guide Mm -hmm. um, in a way where more people can see you and connect with you. It's really Mm -hmm. ideal. And and the struggle's real with that (laughs) because we love doing readings. We love Mm -hmm. meeting with people one-on-one. It's so fulfilling and amazing. But then at the end of the week, it's like, I'm freaking exhausted. Totally. And this is not sustainable for me as much as I love it. Like we have to scale back more and then it's, we do. And then it's, Oh, we have to scale back even more. And it's going to get to a point where it's like, we're doing, you know, maybe every other week, one day. I know. Just cause. Yeah. I also feel like the fewer sessions I do, like the more fun I have, you know, when it's just like when there are, and like, and I don't like, you know, I do sessions two days a week. It's like, like not even like I do that many sessions, but I think that I also like, yeah, just a fewer, it becomes like really fun, you know, but like when it's too much, I just reach a point where it's just like, this is, I'm exhausted, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is such a dance for a projector to kind of really discover what the limit is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also one other piece I just share, would share about building my business. And I'm sure that it feels like you guys do such a good job, like putting yourself out there. But I think that like for the first two years of my business, like I was so scared to share what I did. I was just like, I'm not ready, you know? And, and then really starting in 2018, I basically just like made it my job to make myself visible and like just share all the time on Instagram and in newsletters, on podcasts, on webinars. Sorry, New York sirens. I'm sure you're hearing <laughs> it. Welcome to New York. But I think that um, it really, I saw such a transformation in my business the minute I kind of like let myself be seen and really made it my job to just share and yes. like not sell, but just share. And so that was really shifted things. Have you guys felt that in your business? Absolutely. And we've kind of felt that from day one, we had this realization in order to be recognized, people have to see you, totally. you know, for a boat to follow a lighthouse, they have to see the light. Um, so we've always kind of known, but it's funny because as a projector, there is kind of this uncomfortableness about putting yourself out there in that way. It's not because easy. <laughs> yeah, because you're thinking like, what I want is to understand other people and help other people and support other people, right? The other, the other, the other. And then when you realize, oh, the way that I do that is by focusing on me and putting my light out 
out there and letting, you know, recognizing myself so that other people can recognize me. It's a huge shift for, for projectors. So it's really funny, you know, all of the things that we've just talked about are, you know, when you're doing a reading and you're telling projectors like these things and then you're like, but am I doing this? Totally. Like, am I remembering to rest before I'm doing all of these other things? Um, so it's, it's honestly like, it's really cool. It's such a full circle thing to be using human design as you are teaching it and owning a business around it. Um, Cause you're, you're on that journey with people. It's really a special thing because it's your practice as well. Totally. So that's kind of something that I also wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned a little bit about it in your origin story with human design, but when you started human design, I feel like you were one of the first people who really brought human design out into the world. And it's growing so fast. Literally every single day, I feel like thousands of people are discovering human design, wanting to learn more about it. And, you know, for all of our listeners out there, when we told people that we're doing human design, most people said, what is that? But some people said, oh yeah, I got my blueprint done by Erin Claire Jones. No. So, you know, <laughs> the people who did know about it knew yeah. about it from you. So what was that like for you on like an emotional level, being someone who is kind of the first in this new wave, new you know, wave, the yeah. modern wave of it? Because of course there are people who studied with Ra and who have, you know, were in Ibiza in Spain in the totally. late 80s. But in this kind of like new wave that's coming onto Instagram and things like that, we really see you as someone who kind of leaded that force or at least took part in leading that force. So mm -hmm. what was it like for you emotionally? I think that like, it's been so fun. You know, and it's interesting because with my first business partner, who's an amazing human design teacher, like it, that was kind of like a difference in the way that we communicated. Like it does feel like there's this new wave of people just communicating about it in like a really different way, which often diverges from the way that it was mm -hmm. like originally communicated. And so one, I think it was really giving myself permission to do that and know that like not every, all the human design people might like me, especially mm -hmm. the old school people. But I just felt yeah. like there was a way that it needed to be communicated, that it could reach the mainstream and make it more accessible. And my interest was always in making it more accessible to those people, you know, mm -hmm. like just a hundred percent. And so, um, in terms of what it was like for me emotionally, I mean, like, I've just been so excited that I just think that I'm like, and it's been so fun for me. And like, honestly, like I just love sharing and there might be a point in my life where I'm like, I'm over this, you know, like time to move on. Like I acknowledge that. But I think that like, it's really just been so fun. Mm -hmm. I think that it's been so fun to like watch it grow. And like, you know, my boyfriend fiance was not my business partner immediately, but he was watching and he's like, this is wild, you know? Yeah. And so it's just been so fun to kind of explore together. But I think that like, I definitely, um, have a propensity as most projectors do to like overdo it and mm -hmm. like really push myself. And so it's been really just a real lesson for me to like really embody the projectorness while also I'm like so excited and want to do all the things, you know, but yes. I just like it, it hasn't felt overwhelming. It's honestly just felt like incredibly fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's been so amazing to watch more and more people share about it. And like often a lot of people that I first did sessions for back in the day are like now guiding people, you know, and so it's just been such a journey and like it really is. And I'm sure you guys have found this in your own journey, but I also find the way that I communicate human design is so different than I did early on because it was early on. I was like reading everything that I could, regurgitating the things, like trying to give people as much information as I could. And now having just like talked to so many thousands of people and like been exploring it and hearing it like from real life experiences, it just feels like the way that I share is so different. And it feels like there's so much to learn about human design just through conversation. Like yeah. I, and part of why I still do sessions, I'm sure you guys too, is like, I love learning from a manifester what it's like to be a manifester. And like from somebody that has a three, what is it like have a three in the profile? Like I'm like, I can speak about these things, but I'm not living it. And so I just feel like 
it's just fun to watch human design evolve because I think it is like, there's a lot of like anecdotal experiential stuff that's really um, transforming the way that we share about it. Do you guys feel that? A hundred percent. And I mean, I kind of think of our readings like a case study, like over time, like, okay, we've done a thousand readings and over this time, like we've seen this lived, we've seen how this actually is applied. We've seen how it actually changes someone's life when you share this, 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 and this, and it doesn't change their life when you share this other thing that, yeah, technically, you know, an Mm -hmm. analyst from 20 years ago would tell you that, but it's like, that doesn't do shit for me. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't actually (laughs) help me in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, you know, a big thing as a projector in general that I've come to realize um, in my own experience, just speaking for myself, is that when you stop trying to fit into somebody, this is true with any of the types, but especially projectors, when you stop trying to fit into like living up to somebody else's mold and you just step into like, okay, you know what? I'm going to share from my perspective and I'm going to channel through this truth from everything that I've read, everything I've observed using my gifts and letting that come through, then you say exactly what's needed to be said in that moment. You really do find your light to shine as this lighthouse. So, you know, trying to regurgitate or stick with the original teachings 100%, like I, I feel that Ra was here to download this information. He was not here to teach it. Like his teachings are a little bit just barbaric kind of and just very harsh and um not the most helpful always and of course that's that's a blanket statement it's not with everything but I found in my own journey of just like you know what like I am a guide whether I want to be or not and that's just who I am Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to guide in a way that I feel feels good for me mm-hmm. and for the people who are around me that they're here to receive that message. So it is, yeah. it's interesting because obviously we've met so many different types of people and some are very married to that. Like you must be an, an analyst and this is like fed straight from Ra's mouth of the ABC and D. And like, if you want that, you can totally go watch videos of Ra and you'll kind of feel for yourself. Is that resonant right now in 2021? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really powerful to just like give us all the freedom to like translate it and communicate it in different ways and know that like it's not always going to appeal to the same people, but it will like appeal to and reach people that like want to be reached by you, you know, and I've had so many people, I'm sure you have too, where it's like, I'll have people that are like, I discovered human design 10 years ago. It really didn't resonate. It really didn't make sense. And now like I'm ready for it. And I think that like, did you guys, do you guys know who Walter Mercado is? Am I missing? No. He, there's an amazing documentary on Netflix. He's like a Puerto Rican astrologist that's like no longer alive, but literally was like oh. had his own show where he was like in front of millions of people every week. And it was such a beautiful documentary because the way that he communicates astrology is like just like in the most empowering way. Like he never said a negative thing. He was like, you're going to be amazing. You're going to do this thing. And like, it just like <laughs> inspired like so much hope and so much possibility. And it was such a reminder for me, like, yes, human design can reveal all the areas that we can get taken off track, our potential shadows. Those things are so useful. But I think how human design can be the most useful is like just like empowering us and giving us yeah. hope, giving us possibility, giving us a sense of faith in ourselves. And I feel like some of the ways that it was originally communicated was not that and was Mm -hmm. like projectors can't do this. Manifesting generators can't do this. And I just find that really not useful. And maybe it was that I don't find it useful now. And so it was just I think for me, it's like human design is a tool and it's meant to empower us and support us and uplift us. And if it's anything but that, then I would like let those pieces go, you know, and kind of giving ourselves the freedom to do that. 
Yeah, and plus there's this added factor that as a collective, we're growing and evolving and we have been growing at freaking light speed. Like if you just look at the the level of consciousness of the collective, you know, from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we're just evolving so quickly. We're understanding ourselves more deeply. We're changing the way that we see the world. Um, new, new human beings are being born into this world that have this like beautiful ancient soul like kind of energy. And it's amazing to just witness how as we grow and evolve, so do the way that we communicate, you know, so do the messages totally. that we share. What are the things that are going to inspire people right now in this moment? Yeah. And, you know, factoring in all of the ways that we've also evolved in a physical way, like, for example, having the internet, having yeah. a ability to have a podcast. Like, I just met someone in Sedona recently that studied with Ra, and he's lived in Brazil, and he had been struggling for, like, 20 years to just, he had to learn all these different languages so that he could do readings with people in many different languages uh, oh because God. it was so difficult for him to find enough clients that knew about human design, wanted to do a reading. And I was like, well, we just have a podcast and I sit in my house and I just put it out in the world and like, it's all like People a completely come. different world. Yeah. So it's just incredible to see like the way that we've evol evolved mm. so quickly. And I think we'll continue to do that. Um, and how, you know, each one of us that is is called to work with this modality yeah. is called for a reason. Like your way of communicating it is going to be able to spread that light in a specific way that is needed, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful that there's so many different types of people, different voices, totally. um, and the letting that evolution happen. Mm -hmm. I so feel that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so wild. It's been so amazing to watch these past couple of years. Mm -hmm. It just like really does feel like it's growing so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, you know, in human design, we have this, this understanding that, you know, we are going into this new paradigm, just a new way of, of existing and this evolution that's happening and that we're really coming close to it. And that Ross said it at 2027, we'll kind of be in that peak of in this new paradigm. So I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about that? And how, what are your thoughts on that? And um, ha has that kind of inspired you in your own life and your own journey and the way that you see the world? Yeah, I think that like, you know, I never feel like it's clear on what will happen because we don't know what will happen. It's very much like, maybe, who knows, this could happen, you know? And like, I guess what it makes me feel is that, and I think we've seen this really in the past year in 2020, is that like, things are like uncertain, like things are crumbling, a lot of things we thought were true. It's just like so much is happening. And I think that it, it has reminded me and I think it's reminding us of the importance of kind of connecting into ourselves and trusting ourselves, you know, and not like looking to everyone else for answers, but knowing what feels right. And this doesn't mean to like, you know, disavow science and not look at things, but it's just about like really connecting to and feeling like aligned with who we are um, and letting that knowing and that truth be the thing that guides us, you know? And so I guess it feels like as the years evolve and as things happen, it's just so important that we really do become our own authority. And we really do trust ourselves and know that by doing that, we'll like land in the perfect places with the perfect people and the perfect opportunities. And so it just feels like a more important time than ever to like really get acquainted with our human design and let it guide us. And I also feel at some point, like we might not need human design. You know, I think human design is just like a tool to help us reconnect to ourselves and feel permission to be who we are, but that might not be needed in some years, you know? So totally. I guess it just feels like with so much changing and evolving, the most grounding thing we can do is to know who we are well enough to kind of let our authority and our design guide us and really kind of trust that. 
Absolutely. I love hearing your perspective. It's, I totally agree. And you know, that's one of my favorite things about human design is that, um, you know, I have gate 63, the gate of doubts, like pretty strong in my chart. And I'm constantly looking at human design. Like, is this real? Is this helpful? Is this true? Have I learned anything else that makes me feel like any part of this is disempowering and why? Like, I'm always just kind of evaluating it to make sure that it's something that I resonate with, that I see as extremely helpful and true and all of those mm-hmm. things. And the most profound thing to me about human design is the fact that it's telling you, I'm not saying that this is real. I'm saying you experiment, you totally. are your own authority. You get to have totally. that empowerment. And yeah. that is the most beautiful and profound message. So it's kind of like all of this, like very, very complex, heady modality is really just training us to yeah. do what feels natural and to listen totally. to ourselves. And we need this super, super complex modality to help us reprogram. But, I you know, know, eventually, yeah, I can totally see us getting to, you know, evolu- evolution and um, and coming into this new place where we can just do that naturally. We can just feel what is my truth. I know that I'm here to honor it. Totally. And mm-hmm. like, and I think it just, you know, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but I feel like so often when I'm sitting with people, it's so rarely telling them anything they don't know. Yeah. Like it feels like I am just giving them a language for things they have always known and never allow themselves to step into. And so it feels just more than anything, like a reminding of and a remembrance of who we are and the tools to like actualize it, you know? And so I think that's part of why I fell in love with it is it's not like I'm just like introducing this crazy complex thing where they're like, oh my God, I'm a one, three and I'm this gate. It's more like, yeah, I meant to wait for an invitation. Yeah, I meant to do this. And it just feels so resonant. And the other piece I want to share is that like, you know, I really don't, like work with human design as a dogmatic thing. It sounds like you guys don't either. And I think especially because I work with like so many skeptics and people that like are so new to this. And I think that I really learned that the question that I find most important is not, is this system true, but is this system useful? You know what I mean? And so it's just like my job is not to convince them of anything. It's just to like lay it out and let them decide if it's actually a useful thing for them to experiment with. Totally. Yeah, we 100% agree with that. And um, yeah, I, I think a hundred percent. It is that feeling of this just resonates. Like you gave me languaging to let go and trust myself, um, to get my mind on board, to, to surrender to my body, making decisions and just sit back and observe. Mm -hmm. Um, it really is just powerful, even just to have language to the things that you felt. Everything is so felt. We say this all the time, but it's, you know, this is giving languages, language to things that are energetic they're felt so it's like i can tell you all day long like this is this channel and this is what it means but it's up to you to feel it like when have i felt Mm. this energy in my life and how can i lean lean in even more Yeah. Totally. And I wanted to ask you, Erin, you know, I love how you've been able to use human design to help people in businesses and to help people in understanding these team dynamics, because that's honestly not something that we really specialize in. Um, Mostly what we're using this for is, you know, using human design for is helping empower people in their individual life purpose and like understanding themselves better. And we haven't really branched out, you know, as far as our offerings and things like that into helping businesses. But the second that we discovered human design, we're like, oh my God, this would transform like HR. This would transform hiring people. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what are, what are some of your favorite things that kind of called you to use this modality in that way? 
Yeah. So before human design, I came from like a startup background. So I'd worked with a lot of different companies and just like observed pretty consistent dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, and as a projector, I was like just so obsessed with the people element. Yeah. You know, I was like, what's going on? How are they working together? And like, I think that I was just like, I felt that the people that I was working with were amazing. And I also simultaneously felt like they didn't know how to work together. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just because there was like a lack of understanding. And I love what you were saying, Shana, where it's just like, I think what human design does is it kind of gives the language for all the energetics and things that are underneath the surface and things that we haven't had words for before. And the minute we have language for them, we can leverage it, you know, and like stop taking that stuff personally. And so I think I kind of was coming from that background and, you know, I just really, human design is obviously so empowering on an individual level, Mm -hmm. but I think on a relational level, that's like the next step when we're ready for it. Because like the minute we expect our partners or our kids or our colleagues to be more similar to us and different than what they are, the more challenging it will be. And the more we honor how different they are, the more magical and inflow it all will be. And so like, I love team sessions. I love family sessions. I love partnership sessions. And I think why it's so useful in teams is like, I was doing a team session yesterday and it was just like, everyone was like, we should be super collaborative. Like we should all like, you know, meet every week, but like, or every day, but like they were all like single definition and triple split definition. And like, they didn't actually want meetings. Like they just wanted to be in their (laughs) own flow and like not be like, slowed down. And like, it was just so cool to think about a structure that would really make them feel free and excited, you know, and they all like had decision-making where you could like ask them specific questions. They would kind of access their clarity immediately. And it was just so cool to kind of give them all these tools to just work better together. And I think when we really kind of master the interpersonal dynamics and teams, then it allows us to just like create more quicker, better, you know, and just like in a more aligned way. So I think it's so as I think you were saying at the beginning, is like human design is so cosmic and also so practical. Yeah. And I think that the team stuff is so cool because you literally can be like, you work best in this kind of team. It's best to be communicated to in this way. You should invite this person in and give this person freedom. Give them time with decisions, let them make decisions really quickly. Like it's just so practical day to day and knowing that stuff is truly so transformative. And like, I'm sure you guys have experienced that on a daily level working together. I've experienced that with my partner. Like it really is just so next level to really have a framework to know how best to support someone else. Yeah, and honestly, um, your work environment is is massive. It's a massive part of your life. It's a massive (laughs) part of, yeah, yeah, it it really is such a big part of your life and your happiness. And, you know, we obviously, we, we do coach people with their relationships and their personal Mm -hmm. life and their family. We do family readings, all that stuff. But, but I love what you're doing with, with business because Mm -hmm. it is such a part that it's like, oh yeah, that's my business life. Like when I'm at work, I have to do A, B, C, and D, or it's a big pain point in your life where you feel, I hate my job, or I wish I could find the job that is perfect for me or whatever. And without knowing human design and knowing your strategy and authority, it just feels so overwhelming. So I love that you're able to come into this team setting and get everybody having awareness of all the different dynamics and what works for each different person so they can really support each other. I'm curious to know if in those sessions or in working with businesses, um, if people have like left, like quit, if they're like, oh yeah, actually I'm the person that's always reaching out to other people to clients and I'm a projector and I hate it. I don't want to work 20 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do people ever get this information and then quit? I mean, I really early on, this must've been like in 2016, I like worked with a partnership 
And and I will say that like I I will never look at a partnership and be like you guys are doomed. Like there totally. are some partners where I might be like it might require more work. There might be more potential triggers, but I believe we can figure it all out if it's the right one, you know. Mm-hmm. But like this one, I think was so. And I, I probably communicated it differently than I do now, but like it was so revealing, and they actually did end up splitting up like a month later. And I think that it really just kind of accelerated like the clarity for them that like it wasn't for them, you know? Yeah. Because I and I'm sure you guys experiences in sessions where like it's not me being like that job's wrong for you, but when we talk about their design, they're like, oh, it's really not right for me. You know? So yeah. it can like really accelerate those things very quickly. Um, yeah. I don't often see teams like totally dissolve, but often there can be some like rejiggering, you know? Yeah. And it's also not a thing where it's like you come in and bring human design to a team and they've got to like transform everything. Like even just understanding very simple stuff and like how to manage a projector or a manifest or a generator can like make such a difference. Um, gotcha. But it is, I feel like with human design, it's like, there's got to be some openness and receptivity to evolving the way you do things. Like if you're not open to evolving or shifting the way you manage or operate, then it's probably not going to be very useful. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's got to be some openness. Like it might have to shift or look different because like we just might need to evolve things to better support ourselves and each other. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, I see that as a business owner and having a team, it's our first and foremost thing to always say, like, use your authority, you know, like if you need to work less days, use your authority and like, we'll figure it out. We're going to honor your, your design. We're going to honor your, what you need. And obviously we have this, this standpoint of really seeing what is going to work best for them. So we can set that, hold that space for them. But, um, in regards to like how many hours they work and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, it's interesting because we do get that a lot. Like somebody will come in and be like, oh my gosh, my husband, da, 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 maybe his type isn't right for me. Like, should I divorce him? And it's like, we're never going to tell you totally. to leave your husband. We're never going to tell you to quit your job or to go work here. We're going to tell you how to use your strategy and authority and what your gifts are. Mm-hmm. And if your authority tells you, you know. to leave your husband, that's your answer. Like, we're not going to tell you anything in, in regards to that. But I just, I'm so fascinated by this team dynamic. I think maybe because I've worked in yeah. the corporate world for so long and I worked in HR. And so oh it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, it, it would just be so liberating it's so being useful. in that super corporate mindset to hear about the whole team. But then do, do you work with businesses like over and over and over? Or do you do like just one session and tell them everything that they need to know in that moment and then yeah. kind of move on? Like, what do you, what do you typically do? Both. You know, I think that like, I do have, I have an offering called Dynamics, which is basically kind of just like a two hour deep dive where we kind of really just give you the things you need to know in terms of like how best to support each person where the, you know, I don't know if you guys have dug into the Penta stuff in human design, but you can basically look at like all where the gaps are in the team, the kind of support that you need. So like often I'll kind of give them that information so that they have a kind of thing to keep referring back to. Um, But then I also do work with teams in ongoing ways, which is so useful because like, as we know, it's like human design integrates with time. And like, honestly, one of my favorite stories of a team, I had a like executive who I'd been working with personally and she loved human design, but also like ran a pretty like old school team. It was not old school, but like mostly older men, like people that probably like, at least on her team, maybe not have like opted into or found human design on their own, but she was just like so excited and she brought it to them and it was amazing and it really resonated, but they were kind of like, cool. Like, I don't know if I'm going to bring it to my team, but like, this is really useful for us. And then like six months later, they all started bringing it to their team, you know? And it was just so cool to kind of see the value, like over time, they're like, this is amazing. And like, while this is really mystical and part of me doesn't want to believe it, the information is so useful and you're giving 
me such insight into my people that I want to know everything. And that was just such a cool experience for me to kind of witness that growth over time where it was like, I don't know. Okay, tell me everything, you know? So, um, so I think the overtime stuff is really useful. And then you can keep having conversations around like this dynamic popped up, what was showing up here, you know, or hiring, what kind of support do you need? You know? So this stuff doesn't get old and it just like, it, it really deepens with practice. And so I think it is always advantageous and best to kind of work in an ongoing way. But even just having that information outright of like who you have, how best to support them is so useful. That's so cool. And also like so efficient for businesses to have this like incredibly significant shortcut of like, okay, here's how you can understand every single person on your team, even if they don't understand themselves. Um, So it's literally like the most efficient thing a business could possibly do is, okay, let me really understand the people that are working here um, and make our team work in the most most efficient way. And at the same time, it's liberating for the the team. Like every single person is going to feel like, okay, this person gets me. The people at work now actually see me and I really feel like I'm in my purpose zone. So of course, businesses are going to be looking to human design because it is so efficient. It's so practical. It's so helpful and such a practical tool in that way. But I do think it's really interesting, the contrast of having that mystical origin and people who are skeptics. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, do you ever come across people who are like all into human design? You're using it. You're telling them about it. They're like, this is amazing. And then later they ask you, wait, where does this come from? And what is the origin? And then you tell them like, oh, it's, you know, astrology. And it's this whole thing that's been downloaded by The Voice in 1987. (laughs) Like, how does that process unplay for you with dealing with skeptics and explaining the origin story in this very like corporate business setting? Yeah. And one thing I'll also just say about the team is that it like not only makes teams so much more efficient, but it like makes the people just feel so good. Like when you're kind of investing and really understanding how best to work together, it's like, it, yeah, I like I remember even one person on that team, like he was just like, I just love this team. He's just like, I just feel so free to be me. I feel so recognized for all my gifts. And it was just so cool to hear because I think it just like really putting an effort to kind of better understand and support your people is amazing. Yeah. And also what's so cool with teams is you start to understand like, okay, I have this strength, but I really don't have this thing. So like these people can be amazing allies for me, you know, because like maybe they have an open mind when I have a defined mind or they have whatever it is. Like it just, I think it reminds us how much we need each other and how we can actually actually leverage each other rather than kind of try to do it all on our own. Um, yes. In terms of the skeptics piece, I will say that my partner has been, sorry, the sun is so up in my face, but I think that like <laughs> in terms of the skeptic piece, my partner has been so useful in helping me kind of learn how to communicate that. And it goes back to the question of like, not, is this true, but is it helpful? I yeah. think when I express the story, the mystical story, like often they already know that it's based on the birth information. So like, mm-hmm. you know, they know it's already a little bit like out there. Um, <laughs> but I think that I just try to like not express, I don't, I don't express it in a funny way, but also not in a super serious way mm-hmm. where I just kind of acknowledge that it's wild. Mm-hmm. That I just, I'm like, this is a wild thing that this person raw was there and downloaded it and channeled it. And we have all this information. We don't really know where it came from. Like, I think that I just try to appreciate the fact that in some ways it's kind of just like unknowable and mm-hmm. cosmic and like inexplicable, you know? And so I think I just try to like empathize with that because I think that probably will be their initial reaction. And again, like, I'm like, my job is not to prove it, say it's a science because I don't believe it's a science, you know, I'm just like, but I think it really, again, I'm like, I just, for me, it always comes down to, is it useful? And I think that's the most important question. So um, I think that I just try to acknowledge the wildness of it a little bit, you know, and, and I think that that often really makes people feel more comfortable and they're just like, okay, cool. Like, this is fun. Like, tell me everything. Like, I'm curious because I know that it's not a thing that I have to believe and I can really opt into if I desire. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love your approach to that. And we totally resonate. And that's how we feel too. It's like, I'm, I don't need to prove this to anyone. It's just, this is how it is. And like, totally. if you guys want to experiment with it, I'm open, you're open. And that openness is, is something that people can really feel energetically. Um, I also, I also think that, um, have you guys heard of disc? like with businesses, it's like this personality yeah. testing system. I think that that really paved the way um, first to mm. get businesses and corporate, you know, minded people on board with, okay, I can take a test or I can do something where it's going to give me insight into my team and into me. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like we can do something like that, right? It kind of cracked that door open. And yes. now it's like, okay, but that's kind of, not really helpful actually um this this is and this is gonna change your life not just in your career but also in your all your relationships and everything that you do moving forward totally um, and it's so it's also really nice like i think for them when people are used to answering a questionnaire to just like put in their birth information you know and i think that yeah. like when people ask about how it's distinguished from those systems you know i i find a lot of usefulness and you know enneagram and myers-briggs and all those things but like they are self-assessment they're based on like who we think we are, which at yeah. times changes or is mm -hmm. like informed by why we're answering the questions and who for. And there's just something so direct about human design where it's mm -hmm. not about like being like, this is who I want to be, but it's more like, this is actually more maybe in my energetics and how I'll operate best. And so I think yes. that like, I think the magic of human design and I, we referenced this earlier is not only about letting us know what we're aware of, but all the things underneath the surface. And yeah. that kind of unconscious access is not something that a lot of other systems provide because they're mentally based and we assess for ourselves. Yeah, yes. that is so true. I've taken, you know, Myers-Briggs tests and all these different personality tests yeah. at different points in my wave and I get different results because I'm just seeing a different version of my reality <laughs> in different points of my wave and I'm like, I don't know what, you know, it's, it's it totally. is interesting to self-reflect and to be like, okay, what do I identify as or what do I see myself as in this moment? And that is super helpful. But yeah. that side of human design that's like, this is how your energy is designed, yes. uh, period. You know, and these unconscious parts about you, having that awareness of that is like, mind-blowing it mind -blowing. is so what a gift like what a gift to us and to be mm. able to have that such a clear clear understanding of our unconscious it's so powerful oh my gosh and um and also you know I wanted to say it was just before we got onto this call and recording we were talking about you pulled up Shayna and my chart and we're just talking a little bit about things that you saw in our energy dynamics and it was so fun to hear your perspective because obviously we talk about people's charts all day long but how much do you actually look at your own chart and really think about okay cool like here's what I'm bringing to the table and here's what you're bringing to the table it's just so beautiful to um come back to that it feels like coming home every time like obviously totally. we've done it before we've looked at our charts before we know the different things in there but hearing a new perspective hearing again it feels like oh that's me that's home like that feels so nourishing and so supportive yeah it never gets old you yeah. know what I mean like I'll do like one session with someone or do like 40 you know what I yeah. mean and it's just like a thing where it never feels repetitive because it feels like new things are landing every time are relevant in different ways based on what we're going through and it just seems like such a constant reminder and remember remembrance of who we are mm -hmm, you know yeah. and like I don't know if you guys have found this I was talking about this on a podcast earlier where like even though human design is this like crazy well of information and it's kind of endless like the information has always felt so intuitive to me where mm -hmm. it's just like the deeper layers. I'm like, Oh, makes sense. Totally makes sense. Everything makes sense. Like it just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've just found that over and over again with human design, which is like what's pulled me deeper and deeper. But I just feel like there's some, it, it feels like we're remembering something more than anything else. 
Yes. Do you guys feel that? Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Every time that I uh, uncover another layer or like go deeper in what I'm learning um, or researching, it is that like, yes. Oh, that completely makes sense because of what you've observed and what you felt and what you've seen. Um, Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, it, it, with my authority being self-projected, like I remember being told, like when I first found out about my design, feeling like, holy fucking shit. Like I, how many times have I felt like I just need to shut the fuck up? Like I need to stop talking because I talk way too much. And I, and, and then hearing that that's what I meant to do is just this giant weight being lifted up. Yeah. I knew it, bitches. Like every time that I felt like I had to be quiet, whatever, like I knew it, but I didn't totally. let myself and, and giving myself that permission. But even still to this day, it feels so good. Even just one person being like, I love being your sounding board or I love your reflections here. Oh, it's like that yeah. coming home of like, oh, that's because that's me and I'm meant to do that. And it feels so good. It feels like a hug, oh, even though we've been talking about this stuff for years now. And so it is just like, it never, ever, ever gets old. It doesn't. And it just like, it, it's so often we've like made ourselves wrong for so much of our design. And like, it's just when we learn our design, we're like, oh, that's actually all my gift. It's like not a thing that like is wrong with me or making me just like, it, it's just exactly what I should be leading into, you know, yes. which is often so the opposite of the way we've, we've been showing up. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, about with your own design and your own kind of journey embodying your design, what have been some of the things that have been either the most challenging for you or the most empowering for you? Like what are kind of some, just some of your favorite things that have really moved you in your own journey? Yeah. I mean, I'm interesting. Cause I know Dana, you have like a pretty defined projector chart. So do yeah. I, mm-hmm. and like, and I, so I think one of my biggest lessons, which is going to be true for all projectors, but I really felt so intensely is just that kind of propensity for like overzealous mm-hmm. and like, and, and to like do too much and try to keep up. And for me, it's like, I've got a defined root center. I have the channel 3254, which is all this like motivation and drive, but not here to do it all on my own. Um, and that open ego, you know? So I think that like, it's really been so peace, sorry, powerful to just like be aware of my potential shadows because mm-hmm. like I still get in them all the time. Yeah. But being aware of my open centers of the overzealousness improving kind of allows me to move out of them so much more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also having my partner be aware of my design is so useful because like basically he calls me out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like in the shadow and I'm just like, oh shoot, I didn't know I could stop, you know? And so like that's been so useful. Um, I think that like the... I mean, you guys are both two fours, which I love so much because you guys are like best friends working together, which is like just like the perfect embodiment of the four. But like the having the two in my profile was so, you know, useful to understand because I really have always been like I like invited into things for like inexplicable reasons. It was more just like we love your vibe. Like we just want you to be part of it. And I was like, but why? You know, and so I think kind of understanding that like so many of my gifts like yours are inexplicable and like really just like actually leaning into that and not resisting it has been so useful. Um, Do you guys feel that? Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times since this journey Mm -hmm. that I've been like, oh yeah, it's because I'm a two four. And they're like, what? And I like, don't even care that they don't know what I mean. They're like, oh, how do you do this? I'm like, I'm a two, four. Like just no reason needed. I don't want to have to get into it. (laughs) 
and explain yeah. myself. It's just like, you know what? If you don't know what that means, like we have a podcast, you can listen to it. Totally. Um, I love that. Just, yeah. So yeah, that resonates so deeply. So much. And I also feel like for me, it's been so useful to really understand my partner's design. And I'm sure mm-hmm. for you guys, like just in understanding the people around you, because like he's a generator, I'm a projector, he's a one three, I'm a six two, like he's sacral, I'm emotional. We're just opposite in all the possible ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just been so useful to kind of know how to leverage that, like especially in that difference in profile, because he's got such a desire to like go into the details and like understand all the things. And I'm just like, it works, we're good. And he's like, mm, we really got to <laughs> dig in here. And like, it's just like, I think that it's so nice to just have a language for the differences, again, rather yeah. than kind of like making wrong, each other wrong. And like, mm-hmm. Also, like that emotional piece, like you, Dana, was so, you know, in my design, yours is conscious. My emotional kind of connection in my design is unconscious. So I was Mm. often unaware of like the intensity of my emotional waves and also the impact I was having. And so it was so useful to kind of really begin to pay attention to them and not make myself wrong for like the moodiness or waking up in like a low space or a high space, but just like honestly making it my job to feel all the feelings Mm -hmm. and like just know that clarity was always available for me on the other side. And my partner is a wide open emotional center meaning that, you know, he's like widely sensitive and empathic and feeling all my stuff. And so understanding that dynamic um, has been so powerful. And again, just like allowed us to kind of depersonalize those things. Yeah. Um, That's been a big one. But there's so much, you know. I love what you're saying about how once you understand something and and your differences or about yourself, it kind of allows you to be objective about it instead of like blaming yourself and judging yourself. Like, is there something wrong with me? Should I be doing something else? Should I be hiding this? Is it okay that I feel this way or that I am this way? And once we understand it with this languaging and see it in our design, it's like, oh, I am literally designed to be this way. Now I can just let it be. And, you know, when it comes to those partnerships, my husband is couldn't be more opposite than me too in all the ways he's a man gen he's a six three um he's sacral authority like he is just a whole person of his own and having these tools it has been incredible and it's cool because he actually loves it because he Mm -hmm. feels like he's it's been a journey for him to be understood by people in his life and the fact that we have these tools and this languaging around understanding him like he feels so empowered and liberated and of course it's been you know he's not into human design in the beginning right like we were so we had to really be like is he open is he receptive this like feeling in every little moment is this the like an invitation Mm -hmm. or not um Mm -hmm. but we've made it to this place where all of our friend group every single person in our friend group you know shana's fiance my husband we all know each other's design like the back of our hand so you know we call them like oh well she has you know splenic authority so blah 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 and it's like this is the future like it just makes our hearts sing to have that awareness of not just ourselves but everyone in your friend group and in your life so that you can accept them in that way I know and it really is such a good point where I feel like the relational stuff is you just like stop taking these things personally yeah instead of like making each other or yourselves wrong for showing up in a certain way it's like we just do it differently and the more we honor that the better we'll feel and like I still feel that like, you know, my friends are not all in a human design, but like a lot of them have like gotten their sessions, blueprints. And like, I just like go into a room and I like literally know everyone's human design, you know, and it's just like, it's (laughs) so fun. And like, I don't know if you guys feel this, but like, I can't say that I have like an amazing memory in general, Mm -hmm. but human design charts stick in my head. Yes. Do you guys feel that? Like, I mean, it must be a thing for like us human design people, but like, even I had a, a friend recently who was like, I did a session for maybe four years ago. And she was like, I met this shaman. They need to know my design. I was like, five, one, splenic, production. She was like, how? I was like, I don't know. Like, it just sticks. So. Yeah. Human design stuff in general with me, I've always had a notoriously 
amazing memory. I have to say that because <laughs> it's the opposite, but I'm trying to use my words as power. Um, and uh, for some reason, human design is the only thing that retains with me. So like my whole life, even in school, it was, it was, you know, I'd ace the test, but then the final exam where it's like everything you've learned, I fail an totally. F and I'd always like get by with like a B because of that. And so it's, it's been the first and only thing that's just, it sticks. But, um, I love what you were saying about accountability because, um, it is like Dana and I, it, it, it leaves this level of, um, objectiveness to it to be able to say like, Oh, but isn't that your not self there? And, and then you can be like, Oh, actually it is like, or that sounds like bitterness. And it's like, that is bitterness. You're right. Like, let me recognize myself more here. And like you, you have this person to speak the language that you now understand. So it's not like you're just speaking Chinese by yourself. Like you are both fluent and you can really support each other in that way. And it's so just liberating it's liberating to feel like oh I am naturally inclined to that and thank you for pointing that out to me because now I'm empowered to Mm -hmm. make a change or to honor my highest expression because I know what that is too 100 yes you know it really is so useful and I know that not everyone will be interested in human design but it does just like and even with that team stuff it just because it's a common language Mm -hmm. you know of just like being able to kind of articulate what we need and how it might be different from the people around us and yeah. I think it's so, I love doing the team stuff because it really like is not only like gives them permission, but it like helps them remind each other to stay on track, you know? And like, and it, I, yeah, I just think it's so useful to really know the designs of the people around us and support them because I think that we just like, it's a constant experiment. It's a constant thing of like learning and evolving and aligning with your design. And it's so nice to just like be reminded to get back. Yeah. yeah. And you know, one thing I really wanted to ask you about is your 6-2 profile yeah. and what that 6 line has been like for you in our li- in your life because obviously both of us are 2-4s. We don't we haven't personally experienced that. Yeah. But so many of our our listeners and our clients um they feel a bit discouraged or disheartened mm. by the on the roof thing. When mm. you turn 30, you're going to be on the roof and you're going to be removed. Mm. Um so we wanted to just kind of ask like what's your perspective on that? How has it been for you in that journey of, of having that yeah. 6 in your profile. Yeah, I, I wanted to share about it um, earlier. I was thinking of an example. Well, yeah, I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding of the on the roof, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's more like, it's not like you're removed. It's just like you're investing in the things that work and you mm-hmm. also have a little bit more perspective and it's a really great time to process all the things that yes. you learn. But like, what was so interesting for me is, so when I met my first business partner, I was 25 and he was also 6'2 and he was 50, you know? So we were in like, polar opposite wow. phases here. Um, and when we just started working together, he was like, Aaron, this is a really bad idea for me to work with you because like you're in like the most experimental phase of your six line, you know, for those new to it, like basically the first 30 years is a time to like experience as much as you can without figuring it all out. It's not like I've got to like find the relationship and the job. It's more like, let me just throw everything against the wall and like experience what I can. And so it was just so funny because he said that I was like, no, I'm in this forever. Like I'm good. And then two years later, I was like, an evolution is needed, you know, like I need to kind of move on to something else. So that first 30 years, like it was actually so relieving to know that where like my job was not to figure things out. And what's also so interesting is that, so I got together with my partner, I must've been, I think I was 27, but like 
early, I was very experimental in my twenties, you know? And like he, you know, we were friends for a long time before we started dating. And he was also like, I would never date Aaron. And he's like, she's into so much weird stuff. That's like, so not my <laughs> style. And it was just so funny. Cause like, I was just like trying at all. I also have gate 15, the gate of extremes. So I was just like going to all the extremes. Yeah. And I really found like, as I started to edge towards 30, there was just like a little bit more grounding into like the things that actually felt like me. It was like, I tried all these things, I experimented, and these are the things that really feel right, that I feel ready to move forward with. Um, and I think it's really relieving to kind of give yourself that permi- permission early on and also that permission to like choose, you know? So I think where I've been in the past, you know, couple years is really just like really investing, like really being like, this works, this feels good, I'm gonna go deep into it. Like I'm, you know, just in my second phase, but I find it's been so great so far. I got engaged, Mm -hmm. I bought a house, the business is great. You know, it just feels like things are happening. You know, it just feels like a time to like really, like I said, invest in the things that work, but also just like really process everything that you've experienced and allow the wisdom to kind of embody deeper and deeper within you. And you might find also in that second phase that just like more and more people are coming to you for your perspective, for your advice, for your guidance. And I love the idea that I meant to hit my prime when I turned 50. Like, I think when I first discovered that when I was 25, I was like, I'm ready now. Yeah. And I think that it was like a good reminder that there's like nothing to wait for. It's just meant to keep getting better and better and better, yeah. you know? And I think the last piece that I would share is that what's been useful for me knowing that I'm a six is that like, and I just read an Instagram post about this, is that like, we're not really here to like get into the weeds about things. Like our gift is like stepping back away from the drama and just offering like a very objective perspective on where things are going. And so I think knowing that has been useful so that whenever I get in the weeds, which I'm prone to, I kind of remind myself to like pull back and know that like, that's not my gift and that's not where I thrive, you know? And kind of like really trusting the kind of wisdom that comes when I just watch. And like, for me, like what I've always loved is like literally just watching people. Like I just, and um, Shana, like you are the 1333 of like the witness. So like, I'm just like such an observer. So I think that like the six has really allowed me to step into that more. That is so, it's so cool to hear your perspective because um, my husband is a 6'3", so he is 33 now. So he's in this six line, but he's always going to have that three energy there. Um, But I have seen such a huge transformation in him from when he turned 30. Like it was palpable. Like I could really see him coming into his own and integrating all of these different things that he experienced and explored with. Like now it kind of starts to settle in and he has this perspective where um, he's ready to take on these responsibilities in this really lighthearted way. And he's like ready to support other people and guide other people. And I've never seen him do that before when he was in his twenties. And like, it's just really beautiful to see how it happens naturally. And that's another question that people with six in their profile ask us is like, do I have to try to have this happen? And I'm like, do you have to try to have a Saturn return? Like, no, like it just happens. Um, The energy happens and it's beautiful to witness. It is. And like, and one thing I would just say for those people is like, what I think you can do is just like in the pre 30 time, just give yourself permission to experience it all. Like just don't make it your job to figure anything out. Like I know that that was a really relieving thing for me, even though I resisted Mm -hmm. it at times. And like, and you're so right. It's so beautiful to watch. And I remember doing a workshop in LA, like maybe two years ago. And we had one woman there who was like in her fifties and the sixth line. And like, it was just so amazing to watch how people were reacting to her. Cause she was just like sitting there, but with like such authority and like Mm. such authenticity. And everyone was like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And like, she was just like, it was so, you know, with that, 
six, like there's just this like embodiment that's so Mm -hmm. inspiring and empowering for people. And it really is such a powerful thing to witness. And I also just, again, I love the idea that it's meant to keep getting better. And I think that's true for all of us. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I love that. And I also wanted to ask you, you know, as human design is growing and more and more people are teaching it, it's all over Instagram. Um, Are there any, are there any things that you want to shed light on that you see people misunderstanding? Like there's kind of these common misconceptions or people get, you know, tripped up by the words. um, But you just, you know, want to kind of like share, it's not really like that. It's, it's like this, you can look at it in this more empowering way. Are there any kind of things off the top of your head that you wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think that like one, it's like, again, or the reminders that like, as we talked about, it's meant to be a system that like empowers you and lifts mm-hmm. you up and expands you and not one that disempowers you. So if you ever find a piece that really doesn't feel good, feels limiting, feels disempowering, like let it go and change your resources. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that like, let, and again, maybe also let human design go. Like, that's okay too. Like, I think it's just a reminder. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have had this where people will come there like, I'm a generator. They said I couldn't do this. I'm a one three profile. They said I couldn't do this. And I'm just like, you can do it all. Like mm-hmm. none of it is about what we can do, but how we do it, you yeah. know? Um, and the other piece that I want to share is that like, you know, there is so much information in human design and it is an endless rabbit hole. As you guys know, I'm still studying. I'm still learning. Like, I don't know if we're ever experts in human design. Like we can like <laughs> know a lot more than other people, but like, we're always learning, you know? But I think that like the point, I see the point of human design not like my, my intention is never to like teach people all the details, but Mm -hmm. give them pieces about their design that they can really use to kind of live more aligned lives. And so Mm -hmm. like, I just want to remind people that like your job is not necessarily to like learn all the gates and what line they're in and what planet it's more just like, how can I take the pieces that in it like resonate, use those in my life and come back for more when I want it. And so it can feel like a little bit overwhelming trying to learn it all. And often it's just like piece by piece over time in a really integrated way that will feel the most impactful. Like it's meant to be an embodied system and not like a really heady one. And it's easy to let it be a heady one, but I think the reminder to kind of keep grounding in. Yeah, that's beautiful. We say that all the time that, you know, we notice that people are so hungry for the information. Totally, They want to know everything. They're like, why is it this color? And why is it like, they want to know everything. Um, And, you know, we like to tell people that really, if you only knew your strategy and authority and your energy type, that's all you would ever need. (laughs) You don't need anything else. Like if you are truly embodying that, all of the highest expression of everything else in your chart will naturally come into play. Um, And so walking that walk and uh, letting it be your practice and feeling in your own body, like, is this empowering for me? Is it useful? Is it helpful? That's a really beautiful thing to witness and to see people actually integrating it because it never gets boring. It's like infinite, you know? It's an infinite practice that as we grow and evolve, we can continue to harness. Um, So I love that so much. Yeah. And I just want to say on a fun note, I love that we're all born in the same year. And yeah. Yeah. And that we (laughs) all have the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like amazing. And we all have the same South node and North node. And so that feels just so cozy and good. And like, I see you, but I wanted to ask, well, first congratulations on buying a house and getting engaged. When are you getting married? I don't know. Do you guys have a date yet? Uh, no. I think that we might, I mean, we might like go to the courthouse sooner, but I think that um, I'm so excited about the house because we literally have been like waiting for a closing date and we got it like an hour ago oh and my we're closing God. next week, which means we're moving next week. So like, Whoa! I'm just in the like freaking out mode and I, I live in New York and we're moving to the woods upstate. Wow. So oh my not too in the city, but like literally just sanctuary land. But I think that um, we'll get married there. So I think that Amazing. like once we're rooted in there, I think we'll um, make a Start plan. But planning. you're engaged, right? Yeah. Shana? Yeah. You, do you have a wedding plan? 
Oh, yeah. It's all <laughs> way more than me. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm a planner, though. I'm, like, really in the, the weeds right now. Um, but... Yeah, no, we're getting married in October. So I was just oh, curious because I was like, okay, we're all the same age. I know, but we're just all doing We the just same bought age. a house recently <laughs> and like we're engaged. So I was like, if we have the similar wedding times, I'd be, I, it might I be. wouldn't be shocked. Who but knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, we're getting married in October. Um, oh. And what's, what, do you know what your environment is? I'm assuming that you do. Kitchens. Okay, Kitchens. amazing. Yeah. Which will be interesting upstate, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, but I think that it'll be, yeah, it'll be really cool to kind of see how that can manifest up there. Mm-hmm. It's been, I'm yeah. usually like work in like a co-working space or like Soho house. So it's been interesting this year to not have that vibe and yeah. like how to kind of find it in other ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Gosh. I'm mountains passive. So I am like, get me the hell out of the kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> get me up. Yeah. yeah. Where do you live? Get me up. I live in Ventura. So right near mm. Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live on the hills there, so, so I am good. removed, but I'm also single definition. Um, I also am a two, four, so it's really hard for me to even want to get out of the house, but I try to balance that, have that four side, yeah. but because I'm case passive and single deaf, like I You're like, I'm good over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can go weeks without leaving the house and I'm pretty happy about that. I know. Um, so but I love that. I love just the energy that you bring. I love, you're just so light and your energy is just so delicious oh, and good to be around. <laughs> so I'm glad that we get to celebrate with you right now, getting that good yes, news. And congratulations. <laughs> that is like, I feel honored that we get to be here in this day to just witness you and reflect back that love. Oh my God. Thank you. It was so funny. I was on Instagram live earlier and literally got like a text that was like, we're closing on Wednesday. And I was like on the live and just started smiling. I was like, okay, I have to say that I just like got (laughs) exciting news. I'm not just like weirdly smiling about like my profile, but it was just, you guys caught me in a moment where it just like feels like it's all happening. So thank you for celebrating with me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for joining us in this conversation. This has kind of just been like a projector conversation Mm -hmm. and that feels good and refreshing. Um, And so where can people find you to connect with you? Yeah. So I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere. I share a lot on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones. My website is erinclairejones.com. Um, and if you want to dig deeper, I mean, you guys, pro- they probably have already dug deeper, but um, I offer blueprints, which are basically written guides to your design. We can do a discount code for your audience. I offer individual sessions, private sessions, family sessions, team sessions, and also workshops and a training soon. Um, is there a discount code you guys usually use? Is it yeah, just Day Luna? Just Day Luna. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be Day Luna. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and your gifts. And everyone listening, of course, you know where to find us at Dayluna or daylunalife.com. Um, and hopefully that you you guys just get to connect with Aaron further and keep going down this human design journey with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs>